0: Well, God is good all the time and all the time. We have a great, oh, we have a great praise team, do we not? But it's time, it's time now to go to Children's Church. So if you'll follow Miss Diana and her children, to my left and to your right, those of you who are going, and those of you who are staying in the sanctuary, please turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis. Last week we started a new sermon series. Y'all remember that sermon series we started? Y'all remember, y'all remember the new sermon series we started? That's right, a miracles on miracles, on miracles. Un, not just any miracles, but unbelievable miracles that are recorded in our Scripture. Now, I stated that I wanted to focus on miracles that when people retold of these events that took place... That it was very hard for them to believe. And that's what a miracle tr- is in truth. An event that is hard to believe really took place here on this earth. Now we learned that uh, the, the first unbelievable miracle is the Word of God itself. When we first learned that the book of Hebrews, uh, that the Bible is alive. And that it cuts away at, at our, our body to help us uh, first to see our sin. But it helps us to remove sin as well. We then saw that the Bible will change you in 1 Thessalonians. And you, you cannot read the Bible as a believer and not be changed. You, you can't. You cannot read the Bible as a believer and not be changed. Third thirdly, thirdly, I'll get it out here soon. Thirdly, we learn in 2 Timothy that the Word of God could not nor would not ever be bound or chained. That it goes where God desires for it to go. That's good, isn't it? It really is. And lastly, last week we learned that the Word of God will absolutely, positively, 100% we know for sure will never die from the book of Matthew. It'll never die. It'll never be taken away. Now today, as we open our Bibles to see next, the very next. Do y'all want to see another miracle? Do y'all want to talk about another miracle? And I'm not, listen, this isn't just any miracle. This is an unbelievable miracle. When you try to explain it to somebody, they're just like, man, I just, I, I can't, I can't believe that. Because it's an unbelievable, y'all ready? Are you ready? Rivers, are you ready? Cody, are you ready? All right, man, here we go. We're going to look at, we're not going to have to go far. Today as we open our Bibles to see the next unbelievable miracle, we, we, we don't have to go far as we look at the absolute miracle of creation. I, I think sometimes we flippantly just, you know, we go, oh, I'm going to go to the very beginning and you read through it and you lo- it loses its lust and its wonder. This morning we're going to look at it, hopefully through another lens. So let's we're gonna just read the first five verses, but we're gonna read some more later. Look at Genesis chapter one verse one. And who who are we who's who's the author here who wrote this? Moses. Moses writes, he says, in the beginning, before there was anything, in the beginning The beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day and He called the darkness night. Evening came, then morning, the first day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, I pray that you would hide me right now. I don't want to be seen, God. I want you to be seen and heard in everything that I say this morning. God, my my purpose and my desire this morning is to lift your name up on high, to make your name great amongst the nations. And God, I pray that your spirit would allow that to happen this morning. I pray that you would wake us and shake us, help us to get excited, help us to understand what's taking place this morning is an unbelievable miracle. God, if we can understand it, we'll proclaim it. Help us this morning understand what's exactly taking place, God, that we might glorify your name even more. In Jesus' name I do pray, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Now, is there anyone in this room that is just not filled with awe and wonder each and every time you read Genesis 1-1. I, I am. And there's so many reasons we're gonna touch, the Shonda, we're gonna touch on several this morning. We ought to be filled with awe and wonder. This church is an unbelievable miracle. Only God could do this. Only God could create everything that you see when you open your eyes. Have you ever thought about that? Every time you close your eyes and you open your eyes, every single thing, single thing that you see in your eyesight, God created. When you close your eyes, and you might walk six feet, you might walk 600 feet. Turn around, do a loop-to-loop, flip on the ground, stand up. But when you open your eyes, every single thing you open your eyes to, God created. Everything. Now, there's always a smart aleck in the group. You know that, right? There's always a smart aleck in the group. And they'll say, well, hold on a second. Uh, Everything? Uh, What about my phone and my TV? Did God really create my, my phone? Everybody's got a phone in your pocket. God really created my phone and the TV that's in my 65-inch my, my plasma that's hanging on the wall and that I watched, you know, the games on yesterday. God, God didn't create all that. Oh, yes, he did, brother and sister. Yes, he did. Every component that it takes to produce your phone or your TV for, or came from elements that God created. Everything. When you say everything, that means everything that you see. God created. There is nothing, or ever will be anything that man can can cast his eyes upon that God did not create. As a matter of fact, a few weeks ago, when we were we were looking at the you know unbelievable scriptures, or or you know, I can't remember exactly the series we were called, we called it, but we looked at the reason God is going to destroy the heavens and the earth and, build, and make a new heaven and a new earth. Y- y'all remember what that was? Because when man stands before him, he can't look and say, look at all that we did, look at all the buildings, look at all the privilege. look at all the infrastructure, that's the word we're using now. Look at all the infrastructure that, that we built on our own. And God's going to say, let me show you what I think about what you did. <laughs> and it's all going to be destroyed. And God's going to say, okay, listen, I tried to show you in the book of Genesis what all I did and how I did it and why I did it because I loved you and it was perfect and beautiful until you, man, man, you touched it. Let me show you what I can create out of nothing. And he's going to create the new heavens and the new earth after the millennial reign of Christ. Church, this as we understand creation, this is an unbelievable miracle. That is why so many people will not believe in the miracle of creation. Y'all know that, right? I mean, what we just read and what we're going to read here in a few minutes, it's unbelievable. And that's why people will not believe in the miracle of creation. In their minds, it's unbelievable. Because apart from God, listen to me, apart from God, it is absolutely impossible. It is. I'll admit to that, Dale, I'll concede. It's impossible apart from God to, to, to really understand this miracle. It, it is. But, but with God, all things are possible. But listen, let, let me tell you what many of those people who will not believe in creation will believe instead of creation. They, Dan, they will not believe in creation, but let me tell you what they will believe Instead of creation. Now, let me say it one more time just to drive the point home. They will not, Maggie, believe in creation, that God created everything. But what I'm getting ready to tell you, Lee, they will believe. They won't believe God, but they'll believe this. Long time ago, and they like to use the word billions for some reason. Billions and billions and billions and billions of years ago. Hey, James, 352 billion years ago, there was nothing. There was nothing. And all of a sudden, two particles, random particles, that were just floating around Minding their own business, Miss Desi, you help me here, make sure I'm getting this right, my science teacher. These random particles, James, they were just floating around and accidentally ran into each other. And these two particles created a blast. And from that blast, everything you see was created from two particles. Over billions, they like, they, Alec, they like to use that, billions and billions of years, just because those two particles collided, we now have a land mass... We have all these, these planets on the outside in our solar system. We, we've got the sun and the moon perfectly set in place not to burn up or to cool off the earth just too much. We've got all these stars in the atmosphere. We, listen, not only that, we've got birds and we've got, we've got fish and, and the birds aren't in the ocean and the fish aren't in the sky. All of this happened, Angie, just because these two random particles, 352 billion. Did I go back far enough, Desi, or do I need to go back 725 billion? I I don't know. How many? 13 billion billion years ago. These two random particles just, they collided. Mary Beth, they will believe that. They believe that. But they won't believe in creation. These same people that won't believe in creation believe, listen, listen, Josh, this is what they believe, man. A lot of them believe that we came out of a pond, we came out of pond sludge. We just decided one day, randomly, Caleb, I'm tired, I'm tired of living in this pond sludge, I'm tired of eating this sludge, I, I, I I want something else. And when the the woman looked at the man and said, Well, if you climb out of this pond sludge, because women are always giving good advice, if you climb out of this pond sludge, you're gonna die. You you can't, you can't, you got to have, and the man says, Listen, I think I need some time away. We got to try. So he climbs out of the pond sludge, and Josh, this is what happens. He 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 makes it. He he somehow he makes it. From the pond sludge. I don't know how, because, but brother, every time I've taken a fish out of water, it's died. Really? It's died. Now, I've had some catfish that I put in a water bowl and stuck in the refrigerator over a night and went to clean them the next day while they were good and stiff, and they were still alive. I let them dudes free. I'm like, something's wrong with you. You're a hybrid. Go back out and look. free, free. You're, you're, something's wrong. But every fish that I've seen on the side of a shore is dead because it can't make it. But they'll believe that. They will believe that a pond, we climbed out of pond sludge. They won't believe in creation, Michelle, but it gets better. We evolved from a tadpole or a little fish that climbed out of the the, the pond, and somehow, some way, we, we threw our scales to the side, and we turned into monkeys. Because man came from monkeys. We did. From the pond sludge to the monkey. Now, I want to ask, I want to ask a serious question here for all you, you students out there in the world who may or may not still believe in evolution. If we evolved, that means something took place and we moved from tadpole to fish out of the pond, and somehow, I mean, I don't know where, you know, what all took place between, you know, the tadpole and the monkey. I don't know what took place. I really don't. But if we evolved into monkeys, and now we are what we are today from the monkeys, right? Or the apes, or whatever you want to call it. Why are there still apes and monkeys? We've evolved. We evolved, Right? Why are they still swinging from the trees? Acting crazy. L- l- let's go back to the particle thing. Let's go back to the particle thing. Y'all ready? They will believe that just randomly out in space, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Mr. Spock right now or, or, or Captain Kirk. Y'all remember the, 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 the Inner Starship Enterprise? Randomly. Doo-doo. I mean, these particles just... I'm not moving. I'm not moving, I'm, not moving I'm not moving either. I'm not moving either. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Boom. Let me ask you a question. Where did those particles come from? If you believe that, where do the particles come from? Everything has to come from something. Believe, it, believe in evolution where you came from. But if that's what you want to believe, you have to understand something. The particles had to come from something, and they came from the hand of God. This is the absolute truth. Listen to me. People who believe this right here will tell you that I, can't, I don't have the faith that you have to believe in a God of all creation. I, I don't. Listen to me. It takes more faith for you to believe this right here, this right here, this. evolution. It takes way more faith to, you, to believe this right here than God created everything. They won't believe in the beginning God created, but they'll believe, well, hold on a second, you know, th- this man, this man named, he was a smart man named, you know, he, he came up with the theory of evolution. Einstein did, didn't he, Miss Desi? Who? Darwin. Darwin, excuse me, Darwin, came up with the theory of evolution. Darwin did. Do you also realize that he said if it cannot be proven within 25 years, I believe, 25, that you throw it in the trash? It, it didn't get proven in 25 years. Y'all know that, right? And, and now it is taught in every classroom across America, across the world. Is that unbelievable to you? They'll believe that, but they won't believe in the God of all the universe. Well, what makes this so unbelievable? <clears throat> what we just read in Genesis. What makes it so unbelievable? Look at Genesis 1-1 again. In the beginning, God created the heavens... In the earth. This is what makes it unbelievable, Billy. You ready? Where did God get the stuff to do it? Where did, where did it come from? He did something even more unbelievable. Ms. Ed, Ms. Ed, we're going to talk about that here in a second. Listen. Where did it come from? Look, go go outside and look at all there is. Look at what we know our planet is composed of. The innermost layer of of the, the planet Earth is what? Huh? It's molten, right? And then we have different layers upon layers upon layers. Where, where did all that come from? You, you look outside and you see the trees and the leaves and the birds and the feathers and the scales. And, and you see, oh, the, the, the lovely yellow stuff that's all over the cars. and I mean, where did it come from? Where did it come from? I mean, it's unbelievable. This miracle that we're seeing in Genesis chapter 1 is unbelievable. Can, can you tell me how God created the heavens and the earth and what he created it with? I can't, I can't, but I can tell you this. Look, look, at, look with me, and we're going to read this again here in a few minutes. Look at uh, chapter 1, verse 14. The first three, letters, uh, first three words are this. Then God said, then God said. Then look at chapter 15, or verse 15, in the middle of it, and it says, and so it was, and it was so. Then God said, and then it was so. He didn't have a material bin. He didn't have a barn supply. What God did was God spoke it into existence. Brother Kyle, can you paint me a picture? Can you you explain that to me? No, I can't, but I can tell you this. That is how powerful God is. We put limits on his power and there are no limits on his power. His power is limitless. Can you understand that I can't understand it? That's what makes it so unbelievable because I know what happened. I am a part of his creation. I know what happened. It's unbelievable, but it gets better. It gets better. Brother Frank, do you believe it gets better? It gets better. Look at verse 3. Verse 3 says this. It says, Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and he called darkness night. Evening came, then morning, the first day. The first day. Out of nothing, God created everything. The heavens and the earth. How in the world, how in the world, James, did he create light and darkness can can you imagine what i can't i mean god is sitting here and he's creating what made him decide to create light and darkness what is it would you believe me if i told you that that was the very start of good and bad it, it was a power struggle that we didn't even know existed that god knew existed Because all throughout the Bible, all throughout the rest and remaining of the Bible, guess what God is pointing people to? The light. The light. What did Jesus say he was? The light of the what? The world. Jesus. But it gets better. It gets much better. And it gets even more unbelievable. Look look at verse 6. Verse 6 says this, second day, day number two. Then God said, let there be an expanse between the water, separating water from water. So God made an expanse and separated water unto uh, the, the expanse of the water above, and the expanse uh, above, the, above the expanse. And it was so, there, here it is again, and then God said, and it was, it was so. God called the expanse sky, evening came, and then morning, the second day. Now, most of y'all don't realize what took place when we went through the book of Genesis and, and journey through the Bible. I spoke about this for a few minutes. You know, people say, why what happened to the dinosaurs? Why why did the dinosaurs why aren't they around anymore? You know, what killed the dinosaurs? Y'all ready for this? Because I'm gonna tell y'all what I was told and I believe it. Y'all ready? When God created the original earth, the original earth, it is nothing like what we see today. We can go outside and see pictures of things and and places, maybe some, but I mean, it's totally, totally different. What this scripture says is God created, he separated the expanses of water. Okay, y'all with me? What happened was there was water on the earth, but he took the expanse and there was an expanse of water around the earth. Do y'all know what that's called? Atmosphere, but what Scripture calls it? And firmament. The firmament. It's exactly right. And what it was, was, I don't know whether it was this thick or this thick or this thick, but the earth back then was like a terrarium. Did y'all ever in, in school, kindergarten, we did this in kindergarten. We tried to have reptiles, and reptiles have to have a different environment. So they, you would get a glass aquarium and you would put water in it and some sort of a heat source in there and cover the top where it could be ventilated. But it was always just humid in there and it gave the perfect environment for the reptiles. Y'all know there's still dinosaurs here on this earth, right? Right? Why don't they grow into dinosaurs? Because the atmosphere's different. They can't not grow the way they grew in that environment. They cannot. They can't. Well, what happened? We see in the book of Genesis where God flooded the earth. Y'all remember? And it said that he broke the expansion above and the waters bowled from beneath. So it wasn't just rain. It was raining. Oh, yeah, it was raining. But it was flooding from above and below. Well, what, how, how, what's the temperature out in space? Yeah, so when the expanse broke from space, what happened as the water broke through and hit the earth? It hit the earth, and it was nothing but ice. So we see an ice age, right? Can, and not only that, it knocked the earth. Scientists will tell you that the earth has been at some point, sometime, and we don't know how or why. It's because you're not looking at creation. When that hit the earth, guess what it did? It knocked it off its axis, So we're different now, right? Can dinosaurs live in that environment? No. But we can. We can. You see, the way God created the earth was unbelievable. Do you all remember how many years man was living in that tranium type atmosphere? Oh, like 780 years. We were living different. We were breathing different. That almost proves the point that it's better to live in Savannah than it is in Pennsylvania because we have more humidity down here. Right? I still don't like humidity. (laughs) Church, God did all this. It's unbelievable. But but church is unbelievable as what we have heard so far. It's not even enough. Listen to what God did next. Look at verse 9. It says, then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into a place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. There again, y'all, that's good stuff. right, Brother Frank, I could have just preached on that. He said, then God said, and then we see, and it was so. Verse 10 says, God called the dry land earth and he called the gathering of the water of the seas and God saw that it was good. He didn't stop there. Only. He could have rested, but he didn't. He said, then God said, let the earth produce vegetation. Seed, listen, seed-bearing plants and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit with seed in it. I mean, he, he was specific about exactly what he was doing. With seed in it, according to their kinds. And guess what? God said it, and guess what happened? And it was so. And that's good to Shonda. That's good stuff right there, isn't it? And it was so. Verse 12, the earth, the earth brought forth vegetation, seed bearing plants according to their kind and trees bearing fruit and seed in it according to, its, to their kind. And God saw that it was good. Evening came and morning the third day. That's unbelievable. Out of nothing he created all this and he decided, you know, all this water, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring some earth. And he just, listen, he fought it and it became so. The earth came up out of the waters. Now, as I've told you all many, many, many times, you know, it doesn't make sense. Water always overtakes a body. Always. Always. Do you know why, you know, we're we're this big ball, why water doesn't just fall off the side of the earth or, or why it doesn't take over the countries or the continents? You know why it stays in the place that it does? Because God said, "Stay in your place." That I mean, it, it defies the water on this ball we call Earth. It defies physics. It really does. But they'll believe these physicists will believe this and won't believe this. It's unbelievable. But as I read through that, I could pull so many things out. But all I have to do, church, to help you understand and give illustration, is point you to the back of our church that faces Chevis Road. There are these majestic oak trees. They are. And from a distance, and I hope you all have done this at some point. I know the children have. They're they're majestic from a distance, but you got to get close up to those things. And as you get close up to them, and I want to see, I want to do this one time. I want to see how many people it takes to, wrap, to, to grab our hands and to wrap to go around one of those trees. How many it takes? Because as you walk up on it, you, you can only, I mean, you just grab like, I don't know, an eighth of it. One person, maybe not even that. Miss Dessie, how old do you think some of those trees are out front? 250 years old. 200, listen, they they took sprout in the ground, came up, grew. They they defied all the elements, all the birds. They grew to what they are now. From a seed that Bill and Colin hate, those acorns, (laughs) the size of this part of my thumb. That's unbelievable. Justin, how? You, you go out there and you grab one of those acorns and you size it up against that tree. It's just like, <laughs> Mary Beth, it's like, what? What? You mean to tell me that that came from this? Yep. Yep, and and not only that, that came from that. When that got big, it it, it drops all those acorns everywhere. It feeds the animals, countless amount of animals. (coughs) Those (coughs) animals instinctively, you know, it's just random, I guess, if you believe this. It's random. But these these animals instinctively take them and they bury them so they'll have them later on and they forget about them. And guess what happens? Another one grows and another one grows and another one grows one grows that is unbelievable that's God that is God no that's random how listen when do you get when do you get tired of using that word random random they just randomly pop together and all this happened random when are you going to look at the majesty of it all the glory of it all the beauty of it all in God's work God what God did is unbelievable church but it gets better. On the fourth day, God gave us all something beautiful. Angie, I think this might be your, your favorite day of creation. It might be. Look, look, at, look at verse 14. Verse 14 said, Then, then God said, <laughs> I love it. Then God said, Let there be light in the expanses of the sky, separate day from night. They will serve us as signs for festivals for days and years. They, they will light in the, in the expanse of the sky to provide lights on the earth. And, and God said it, and guess what? It, it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to have dominion over the day and the lesser to have dominion over the night, as well as the stars. God placed them in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth, to to dominate the day and uh, excuse, uh, to dominate the day and, and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Evening came, and then morning, the fourth day. What's what's the big deal? I mean, okay, stars random. Listen, listen, stars ran. You know, came. You know, they from these two particles, you know, all this, and they randomly, you know, were put where they are. No, church. What you see when you open your eyes to a night sky was precisely and methodically placed where they are. Do do you realize, now, I can't do this. I can't do this. But what we just read was, the stars were put in place perfectly so man on the earth could use those stars and the, and the moon and the, the sun to, to create a calendar, but also to find direction. Explain this to me. Miss Desi, we've talked about this before. When I first came here, I told this story, and some of y'all I think got mad. Because the first woman had just gone out in space 10 years ago. And she got up there, and she did a spacewalk on, the, on the, whatever they were working on. Something broke. And she said, I'll fix it. And the guy said, no, no, we'll, we'll go out there and fix it. She says, you don't, you don't trust me. We're like, well, no, we, go ahead, fix it. And she goes out there, and she's got her tool. She's in her space suit and gloved up, and she's got her, her tool, Toolbox. They said the toolbox, the, the tools that were in that toolbox, estimated I think like two, two million, three million dollars worth of tools. They don't shop where I shop. We could have gotten some craftsman stuff and it wouldn't have cost that much, Gary. Gary's probably got an extra set you could have given him, couldn't you? But this is what happened. Listen, y'all, pay attention. She went up there. And she went to fix what she was fixing. I think she did fix it, but somehow, some way, she dropped the tool in it. Guess what happened to it? It floated off into space. It just floated off. There was a movie not long ago, I can't remember what it was, I just saw a preview of it, about these people out and they were doing these, you know, space. it was space something. And the dude floated off. They couldn't, they couldn't grab him. He just floated off. Something happened to his tether and it just, he just floated off. Everything, everything, everything that you throw off into space just floats off, right? Well, how does the earth stay in place where it is in space? Where, 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 how does the sun stay in place where it is? Everything floats off. How, how, how does the stars, the stars, the billions of stars that have been there for man to use to navigate the seas, to navigate the land? How have they not floated off? Well, brother Kyle, listen. You know, I, I, I listen. I, I am, I am one of those evolutionists. I believe in evolution. And, and uh, what happens is, is the sun has stayed in place because the gravitational pull of the Earth and the moon stays in place because the gravitational uh, pull of not only the sun and, and uh, but the, but the Earth and the stars stay in place because they have a gravitational pull. Stating there. yeah, I buy into that. You know what that gravitational pull is? The hand of God. God said, stay in place, and he is their master, just as he is our master. And they stayed. Wouldn't it be great if we acted like the stars, the real stars? Church, I mean, that's unbelievable, and that's good, and I could stop my sermon right here. We could give an invitation, but I'm not done yet. Y'all ready, Y'all ready to go home? Y'all ready to go get in line at the buffet? Cameron ain't saying nothing. Son, you hungry? It gets better. Look at verse 20. Look at verse 20. Verse 20 says this, then God said, I'm not going to get tired of saying that, y'all. I'm not. Then God said, Let the water swarm with living creatures. Listen, this day was made for the fishermen. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. He said, then God said, let the water swarm with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the the expanse of the sky. God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves and swarms in the water according to, to their kind. He also created every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, so God blessed them. He said, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters of the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and then morning the fifth day." Now I, 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 I really I, this kind of baffles me because he, he birds and fish are in two separate you know categories, two different groups, right, Ms Desi but, but on this day he chose the birds to create all the birds of the air and all the fish at the same time. Brother Kyle, can you explain that? I, I, I can't. I mean, there's got to be some logical reason, and I'm going to have to put that, unless Miss Desi tells me afterwards, you know, why he would do what, what, you know, in this order. I mean, I figured that he would create the birds on the next day when he, we'll see that here in a second, but, but he put the birds and the fish the same day. Why? I don't know. But it's an unbelievable thing. On the same day, he created feathers and scales. Is that not unbelievable? On the same day, he created sparrows and shrimp. On the same day, he created dolphins and doves. On the same day, he created uh, sharks and scallops. He He created the most beautiful, majestic eagle that flies through the air. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And that's what's so unbelievable about this unbelievable miracle. Who, Brother Kyle, you, you I mean, you're spot on today. This is an unbelievable miracle. It gets better. It gets better. Look, look at day five, verse, uh, verse 20 through 23. I just read that, didn't I? Look, look at uh, oh gosh, no, here, here comes the day. Now comes our day. One of the, if not the most unbelievable of all days of creation. Y'all ready? Look at this. Let's see. Verse 24. It says, Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their their kind. Livestock, creatures that crawl uh, crawl and wildlife on the earth according to their kind. And it was so. And it was so. And so God made wildlife of, uh, of, of the earth according to their kind, and, and the livestock according to their kinds, and creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Now, this is the day, day six, that all you hunters love. Right? This is when God created all the beasts of the earth. Verse 26... Then God said, Let Cody, who's God talking to here? Who is, Brother Frank, who's God talking to here? Then God said, Let us make man in. Our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, the animals of the earth and creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and Female. Boy, that, that right there ruffles a lot of feathers politically nowadays, doesn't it? We don't have to use pronouns because God didn't. Did He? He said, God created them male and female. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth. God also said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of of the entire earth and every tree whose fruit contains seeds. This food will be for you and for all the wildlife of the earth for God for, for every bird of the sky and for every creature that crawls on the earth. Everything uh, everything having the breath of life in it. I have given every green plant for food and it was and it was so. We don't have a food supply problem on this earth. This earth is not overpopulated that God cannot produce enough fruit. This world is not overpopulated enough to where God can't supply enough meat and things to eat. What God has done is God is a loud man and he commanded, he said, go be fruitful and multiply. You take these seeds and you plant them all over the earth. And it was already flourishing when he, he allowed them to do this. But do you remember the curse in the garden? This is why we have a a, a possible food shortage problem. Why Africa needs help with food. You know what happened in the garden, the curse that came from the garden? Woman, she was going to, listen, you're going to bear the pains of of birth. Maggie, did you feel them pains? Yeah, yeah. And he said, man, you are going to what? Work by the sweat of your brow. You're going to till the ground. You know why we've got such a, short, uh, a food shortage or a food problem? Because we've got a bunch of lazy people. Well, I want to go to the grocery store. I, I, I want to do this. I wanna, listen, 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 listen. We're in the shape that we're in a lot of our, because we haven't done what our grandparents did. Now, I grew up with a garden, and I've always had a garden, and it seems like every year it gets smaller and smaller, but I still have a garden. My grandmother was 80-something years old, and she started declining and slipped and fell and broke her hip the year she decided she wasn't going to plant a garden that year, and she never walked again. Church, man, every time God has created something beautiful and perfect, man has found a way to mess it up. I want to go, I I could go in so many directions here. Do you have that ready to pull up for me, Mike, here in a second? But I want to go in this direction. Did you notice in, in, in this particular day when God created man, that he created man? Did it say anything about what color this man was? God created humankind. Do you know who's messed all this up? Man. One of the most powerful videos that I've ever seen in all my life, and I can't tell you how many times I've watched it. I want you to watch right now. Watch this. I said, what color is your spirit? No color. I said, what color is your spirit? He said, black. (laughs) He he never been tall. He ain't got no black spirit. What color is your blood? Oh, your blood red? Everybody's blood red? Where your body come from? Dark dust, black dust, yellow dust, red dust, white dust, 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 dust. All you inferiorities on my other side. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? This world, our nation, is trying to divide us in every single possible way. I want you to understand this, church. All of our inferiorities are not on the inside. They are on the outside. We are the same. We are the exact same. God created humankind. He created mankind. What God did was unbelievable. 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 Church, on the seventh day, God rested from all that he did. Now, I've gotten into a lot of discussions with different people about how long these days were. Because things were different then than they are now. And we know in Scripture, Scripture says that one day is like how many? A thousand to God, and a thousand days, you know, I mean, that's just... Was it one day or a thousand days? Well, I I want to give you this understanding. God said, and then it was so. I don't care if it was two million years. What took place was unbelievable. But I want you to tell. I want to tell you this. We're talking about a God with infinite power. I believe one day is one day. One day is one day. It doesn't matter how many days it was in God or how we would count it but one day with God it's what he did was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Can I tell you what is more remarkable and unbelievable? to me, than what we have just seen this morning as we looked at how God created everything. Can I tell you what's unbelievable? I'm about done, y'all. Hold on. What's unbelievable to me is this. God knew before time existed who we were and what we would do with all of his creation, and he still did it anyway. James, would you have... I mean, James, you've made some unbelievable things with tools. I mean, I, yeah, we've talked about it. I don't know that I would have. He knew, Gary Page, he knew what we were going to do and how we were going to mess it up. And he still created it anyway. Church, this is what I want you to get. His love, his grace, and his mercy for us are unbelievable. I can't explain it. God's love and grace and mercy for us is unbelievable. Do you know that there is nothing you have ever done that God won't forgive you for right now? There's no, 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 no place that you can go far enough away from God that he won't take you if you'll come back to him. The Old Testament, all the Old Testament does is, is we hear God saying, return to me. Return to me. Return to me. All throughout the, Old, the New Testament, we hear God saying, Follow me. Follow me. My last question to you is this. Will you come and get to know Jesus, my Jesus, right now if you don't already know him? Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Our Father in heaven, Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for your message this morning. We pray that there'll be fruits from your message, Lord, that would bring saints to their knees and sinners to repentance to you. God, if there's someone in this room right now who doesn't understand or doesn't know you as their personal Savior, I pray, Lord, that you will give them the strength to walk down this aisle and let me show them what the Bible says every person must, must do. Not what the Baptists say we got to do, the Presbyterian, the Church of God, the Pentecostal, the Catholic. God, let, let me show them what your word says each man must do to be born again and have uh, the possibility of spending eternity with you. The guarantee of having to spend eternity with you. Be with us right now during this invitation. May your spirit move. In Jesus' name I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if you want to come, if you need to come, if you want to come accept Jesus right now as your personal Savior, will you come? Will you come?